Hey, it's Alan Berg. Before we get to this episode, I've had some interest in doing either a mastermind or a master class before winning MBA this year, either on the Monday or the Tuesday. If you'd like to show interest and see what the different options are and let me know what you might be interested in, the prices, the times are all there. Go to podcast.allenberg.com. Click the button to take the two-question survey. Really simple. And if you haven't gotten your tickets for Wedding MBA yet, use the coupon code Allen. my name, A-L-A-N, at WeddingMBA.com. Save $20 off any ticket. Go to podcast.allenberg.com. Take the two-question survey. I'll see you in Vegas this year. Is your email signature helping or hurting? Listen to this episode. See why I'm talking about this. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg. I'm a speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, and I help businesses like yours sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. This one was prompted by a few emails that I've received recently from people, and it got me thinking about email signatures. Now, I use Outlook for my main email, and I have many, many different signatures I use for different things, but there's two main ones. One is if I'm initiating a conversation, sending a message, and that one's a little bit longer. And then I have one if I'm just replying or if it's a, you know, a, an ongoing conversation, replying, forwarding, and that one's a lot shorter because otherwise the, the bigger signature is just going to get added to each one which is another setting you could do and tell it not to put your signature on each one. But I do, I just tell it to do a shorter one. My longer one has a little bit more information about me. It's got links to my books and things like that. And the shorter one is just the basic information and contact information and a title and stuff like that. But here's what prompted this. I've received quite a few emails lately where someone's email signature includes a graphic. And that graphic might have your photo on it, it might have a company logo on it, and it has your contact information. But here's the problem. The implication is, I now have your contact information. The reality is, it's in a picture. Which means, I can't click on your phone number to call you. I can't click on your website to go there. I can't click on your address if you had an address in there so I can map out to get to where you are. So it actually is setting up an expectation which cannot be met. Worse on some of these, the graphic wasn't sharp. So when I went into the email, I couldn't even read the contact information because it was too small, especially on the phone. But a couple of them I couldn't read on my laptop or even on my desktop because when you zoomed in to make it bigger, it was fuzzy. It just wasn't clear. So the challenge there is your graphic wasn't high enough resolution, which would make it a bigger file and could trigger a spam filter. But the real problem is, if you want us to have your contact information, give us your contact information. Let us actually contact you. So let's talk about email signatures. What's the purpose of the email signature? It's to give more value than someone already has. Not having an email signature makes you look unprofessional because if you're a business, you should have some contact information there. And what's the minimum information that someone's email signature should have? Well, if you signed off on your message with your name, very likely your first name. Then it's going to have your full name. It could have your title if there, if, if that applies to you, company name. And then he- what's helpful for those people? 
your website, especially for those of you that still haven't gotten the memo that your email should be your name at your website so that we can get to your website by looking at your email. If you're using Gmail or something else for your email, you have to give us then a link to your website if you want us to be able to find out more about you. Some of you would add your social handles and things there. I don't. I'm easy to find on social. But if we're having a conversation already, I don't think you need my social handles at that point. That's me. That's not you. You decide that for yourself. So again, for me, I have my full name. I have my title or my descriptors. In my case, Certified Speaking Professional, Global Speaking Fellow. I have my contact information. So I have the phone where you can call or you can text. My email is already, you already have my email there, but I think it's in there actually. My website is there, which you can get to anyway with Alan at allenberg.com or Alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Those will both take you actually to the same place. In the case of my longer one, it says that I'm the author of 10 books and it has the links to some of those books. And then there is a testimonial, a short testimonial quote in there as well. And I believe I, I put down on the longer one, it'll say something like sales training, website reviews, consulting, speaking, you know, the different types of services that I offer. That's the longer one. The shorter one is my name, my titles, the phone number, the web address. That's it. That's all you need there. So if you want to give us more information, make it useful. If you want to put your photo in there, that's up to you. Again, it shouldn't be too high of a resolution only because people are reading it on their phone. You don't want it to trigger spam filters. You don't want the email to get so large that that could trigger somebody's filter to say, no, I won't accept that. But if you're going to have your contact information, this is goes back to an episode I did on if you can't walk a mile in their shoes, at least take a few steps. Well, if you're going to do that, well, look at your own email signature. Look at it as if you were someone else. Is it adding value or did you give us your phone number, your address, your email address, your website, all those things in a format that we can't use? In one of the cases, I didn't have the person's name until I looked at the graphic because the graphic had the name of the company, right? Not the person's name, I should say the name of the company was in there, whereas the regular signature text above that didn't have that and the email address was different than the company name. So again, if you want to give us the information so we know your company and all those things, you might want to put that in real text, or I would suggest that you do put that in real text. If you're going to give us your phone number, let us click to dial. If you're going to give us a physical address, let us click to map. If you're going to give us a, a, a website, let us click to get there, as opposed to putting all that into a graphic, which none of it is accessible. And now you're actually just going to frustrate your customer. Uh, worse, you could chase them away and, and have them think that, well, if that's what you're doing there, might that imply that you're doing other things like that in your business. And this is where I've said it many times where you don't always get credit for doing it right, but you lose points for doing it wrong. When someone can click to call or can click to go to your website, they just do it. They don't think that they can do it. When they think they can and they can't, that's when you could lose points for getting it wrong. So take a look at your email signature. See if you were someone else, is it readable information? Is it usable information? Do I need all that information? And can it be accessed the way that someone would think they could by looking at it? Like a clickable phone number, clickable website and things like that. Well, a little bit introspective here, but we should all go back and take a look at our email signatures, update them if they need updating, of course. And if you are still using something other than your name at your website for your email, Please don't be using Gmail like that. If you have a website, give us your name or something at your website, dot whatever it is, so that we can look at your email and also go to your website, which I'm sure you've done. 
and I know I've done, and people are going to continue to do that. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. If you'd like to make a suggestion for a topic or for a guest, you can do that with Ask Me Anything on the button at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me do sales training or speaking for your group or association, and that could possibly be for free, we have some good ideas, contact me at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode and hearing your suggestions. Thanks.